Being in business for yourself can be scary. Get small business savvy with Maureen and Crystal. With 24 years of experience between them, join as they discuss how to work hard and work smart. Hello and welcome back here to Small Business Savvy Podcast. My name is Crystal and I am here with my co-host Maureen and we are very excited today because... Well, the sunshine is kind of sort of coming out in some places. We're still seeing snow in some other parts of the region of the United States currently. But if you are a person who is ready to spring clean out there, we want to give you five things that you can do to spring clean your website because it's not just the mattresses and the pillows and things that you should be deep cleaning around your home. You should also be doing some spring cleaning in your business as well. So hopefully the weather is getting a little bit better in your area over there in Wisconsin, Maureen. I hope so. <laughs> well, actually, at the time of recording, we still have snow on the ground. <laughs> it is melting very quickly. The weather person promised it would be gone by the end of today. But yes, it's it's putting a little damper on my spring cheer. Oh my goodness. Well, let's let's hope that the, uh, the sun decides to come out and the birds decide to start uh, singing out there because with spring's arrival, thoughts are turning, of course, like we said, to cleaning. So in between cleaning out your closet, cleaning out your fridge, now is a great time to take a fresh look at your website and give it a spring spruce up. These five tasks should help your customers have the best experience possible when visiting your site. So let's see, number one today, we are going to be talking about Adding a cache to your website. Am I saying that correctly? It's cache, correct? Is that correct? Is it cache? I always say cache. <laughs> I think cache is like when somebody has um, like a, sp- I don't even, I've heard it used and I, I'm like struggling to come up with a de- definition, but like they have a certain cache about them, like a certain air. But I think when you're talking about computers, it's cash. Okay. Sometimes, sometimes I get a little confused. So I wanted to, I'm learning something new right here live and, and recording here on the podcast. But so we're going to talk about, and I'm going to go ahead and say it the technical term, the correct way and not the West Coast way here. This is adding a cache. So a cache is a plugin that generates static HTML pages of your website and saves it on your server. So when your customers come and they visit your website, the cache gives them a lighter HTML page, saving load time and making for a smoother experience. They're able to get to your website faster. And this is great for your visitors. And the caching or cache, caching, I'm going to get, I'm going to say that forever. The caching plugin we recommend is WP Super Cache. And we will actually have the link down below. If you go look to the show notes at smallbusinesssavvypodcast.com, that's where you can get the show notes. And we will have all of these links for you as well. So you guys can easily pick up these plugins for your website. Awesome. The second task that you can do is to compress your images. And we've talked in the past about how important it is to have images on your website. But there's a downside to that as well because having large high-res images on your website slows down how long it takes for your page to load. Meaning when someone comes to your website, I'm sure you've, you've had that experience where you go to someone's website and the picture like slowly loads from the top down or you get the spinning wheel or whatever. So you want to have your page come up as fast as possible once someone lands on your page because no one likes to have to wait. So having a slow loading page creates a negative experience for your visitors, but it also hurts your ranking in search engines. And a lot of people don't realize this. So when the search engines are deciding which pages they're going to serve up as a result, 
when someone puts a query in, one of the things that they're taking into account is how quickly that page loads. So by compressing your images, you are cutting down on the, the load time of your site and hopefully helping your SEO results. Now, ideally, you compress your images before you even load them on your site because that will save you time as well. It doesn't take as long for them to load on. If you're someone like me, who I had you know 1,500 posts on my site already before I learned this, I was kind of intimidated by the thought of having to go back one by one by one and compressing all of those past images. But luckily, there are a couple plugins that can help you with that. Um, we will have, again, links on our sh in our show notes to them. But one of them is um, called Resmush It, <laughs> which is kind of, <laughs> um, but it's R E S M U S H dot I T. Um, another one is called um, Compress JPEG and PNG Images. Not quite as creative a name, but it still gets the job done. And then the one that I think is most popular, and it's the one that I have personal experience with, is um, WP Smush. So a uh, lot of references to smushing things. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. And I'm, and I'm with you. I really enjoy these plugins as well because as a photographer, I tend to take a lot of my images in very high resolution, very high. That's what I was used to. You know, I didn't really understand when I first started blogging that there is a difference between a compressed image versus just an image that you take off of Lightroom or Photoshop or whatever. I was always used to, you know, you want to have the biggest and best possible. So when my clients would print their images on canvases and whatnot, it's not becoming pixelated. So a lot of people don't realize there's a huge difference with that. And uh, yeah, I tend to have a lot of, I, oh man, my images from the past are so, so large, so large. So yeah, yeah these are, these are great. Resolution, it's the size too, because I was the same way. I was taking them out of my camera and putting them on the site, you know, and they were like 2000 by 1000 pixel. Yes. yes. And, you know, someone finally said to me, well, your, I think it was my tech person said, you know, your site's only 800 pixels wide. So you really should be trimming these down to max 800 width. And I went, Oh, that makes sense. Right. It sounds, it's, it's funny because even as professional, you know, bloggers, you know, when we first began, those were things you just didn't think about. You're thinking about the quality of the photo, you know, well, if somebody opens this up, if somebody wants to print this, yada, 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 you know, those kind of things. But you hear that from a tech person and it's like, oh, it's so obvious, but yes, it makes so much sense. So hopefully we've kind of maybe helped somebody out there that needs that little light bulb moment of those, because trust me, we have been there with that. So let's see, number three, you want to make sure that your site is mobile friendly. And guys, this is huge. Okay. Especially with Google turning its focus to mobile views anymore, registering those first in analytics and all that jazz, the mobile's huge. So these days, more and more visitors are landing on sites via mobile. I can tell you right now, if you were to pull up your analytics, I can almost guarantee you that most of your visitors are going to be on some form of a mobile type device, whether it be a phone, whether it be a, a tablet, those kind of things. People are more and more visiting that way because it's just faster, let's face it. Um, it's more important than ever to make sure that your site shows well on those mobile devices. Not only does it make it for a more pleasant experience for your visitors, it is also one of the factors that Google uses when deciding which sites serve up in the results on a query. So like we were talking about, Google is definitely now looking at mobile first and foremost. And if your site isn't mobile friendly, I can tell you right now, you're just not gonna show up in Google results, which is what we, where we all want to be. 
And if you go out to our show notes again, you're going to see a link that we have where you can actually check if your site is mobile friendly through Google directly. Google actually has a tool for their mobile friendly to check that out, which is pretty cool. And if your site is not mobile friendly, we have some tips for you. Number one, you need to talk to your developer, get a hold of them right away. Let them know, Hey, my site is not mobile friendly. I've checked it on Google. It says it's not, what can I do? They can help you out. Switch to a mobile friendly theme is another thing that you can do. There are plenty of them out there. Pretty much anything that is recent and people like, um, I think like restore 316 and a few other places, they are going to be actually up to date now with their themes. They at least should be. And also there are plugins out there. If you don't have a mobile friendly theme and it's called WP touch. And again, we will have links to those plugins on the show notes. That is another great plugin that will actually turn your site into a mobile friendly site. When people get on, it's very easy to use. I've used it in the past when I didn't have a mobile friendly site and it had everything nice and blocked and pictures there and everything else and a nice little drop down menu that wasn't eating um, my mobile basically alive when people, they were able to navigate very easily through my website. So definitely want to make sure that you are mobile friendly guys. Task number four is to audit your SEO. So I don't mean go through every single old post and, and do keywords and all that, but just kind of take a quick look at your site and make sure that those basic SEO practices are in place. Things like, have you obtained your SSL certificate yet? I am ashamed to say I don't remember what SSL stands for, something with security, but... <laughs> something of that nature. I don't either. You're not alone. <laughs> okay. But basically the way you can tell if you have an SSL certificate, like, so let's say you have a developer or somebody that handles your tech end, look at the beginning of your web address. And if it starts with an HTTPS rather than just HTTP, that means your security certificate is in place. Now, even just, I think it was like a year ago or a year and a half ago, it wasn't as big a deal. And they said mostly, oh, if you're um, purchasing something or if you're a site that is uh, taking anybody's financial information, let's say you have a course that you're selling or a product, that was when you really needed to have that SSL certificate. It has since changed where Google, again, is giving preference to sites that have that security certificate. So you want to make sure that that is something that is implemented on your site. You go to your host, um, whoever you're hosting is with, and they either you purchase or they will give you a certificate and then it gets installed. And it all sounds somewhat simple until you have somebody who does it wrong, because what happens then is you have a bunch of broken links. So whatever you do, please make sure that you have somebody who is knowledgeable about how to transition a site uh, to HTTPS uh, before, you know, don't, don't just have, you know, your kid do it for you. <laughs> you want to make sure it's done right. And we do have, we do know people who can help you out with that. So if that's something that you're struggling with, reach out to us and we can point you in the right direction. And I, it's funny, I could have sworn I heard like six months ago that at some point Facebook was going to no longer show links on Facebook that were not HTTPS. I have Googled and Googled and I cannot find any documentation that says that's true, but I remember clear as day somebody telling me that. So I don't know if that was a rumor or if that's something that is coming down the pike, 
But if that were to happen, um, it would be really, really important to make sure that you're switched over because you don't want to lose out on that ability to share on Facebook. It wouldn't shock me if Facebook went in that direction since they've been in a little bit of hot water on some of that stuff. So to protect them, you know, it makes absolutely a lot of sense. So, and it's, it's, even if that's something that came to you in a dream, (laughs) I would say (laughs) it definitely is good information because it's good to be ahead of those kind of things and think like that because a lot of a discussion like in one of our groups on it. But I, like I said, I searched and searched and couldn't find it, but it's a good practice either way. Um, you want to check and make sure your sitemap is up to date. Now, if you have the Yoast plugin, which is what I use to kind of manage all of my SEO, um, that takes it, the Yoast plugin will take care of that for you, which is great because then you don't even have to mess with it. But if you don't have Yoast, um, perhaps talk to your developer and make sure that your sitemap is up to date. You want to make sure that all of your images are titled. Again, back when I first started blogging and I loaded those gargantuan, gigantic images, <laughs> um, they were all titled something like img2285.jpg, um, which is not what you want to have. You want to make sure that you have your images titled to whatever keyword you are trying to rank for in that post. Um, you want to make sure you filled out the description and the alt text uh, areas as well in those images, but yeah, don't, don't be doing the IMG random number JPEG because that is not going to help you in search at all. (laughs) Exactly. So true. Oh my goodness. So many, so many past memories coming up in this, in this episode. I love it. (laughs) I love it. So finally, number five, you want to check the overall message of your website. Now, just as much as backend type things to make sure that you're your viewer or your customer is getting what they want out of the website in friendliness. This is also important as well. Does your website still match your goals? Is your goal to funnel visitors to your email list, to your product? You want to actually go through um, your, your funnel as if you were a brand new visitor, like go through your website and see it as if you were just a brand new person, a new brand new customer to your website and take a look at it. Is the process easy to follow? And is your messaging, has it changed at all? You know, as we grow as a business, as we grow as people, you know, things change, our goals change, our kids grow up or our businesses change, our customer base change, we move to a new region, those type of things happen. So it's very important to take a fresh new look at your website and you want to make sure that it's kept up to everything. And also that is also means looking at things like logos, images, branding throughout the different pages and categories, and updating any of those type of things. I know right now it's people are really big on refreshing their Pinterest images that they're using on their website. A lot of people are going through and freshening those up right now because of some of the different changes in Pinterest. And so that's a good time to do it now during spring cleaning. And also, you know, is how old is your logo? Is it something that you know, is a little more cartoony and you've now changed to more of a modern sleek look, whether you're a brick and mortar location or your photos that you have on your website. And you want to kind of make sure things are matching appropriately. So now during the spring, while you're spring cleaning your website, it's a really good time to take a step back and look at it as really look at it as a customer or even ask a friend, you know, maybe your spouse or a family member, ask them to take a look at, at your website if they haven't looked at it in a very long time and get their opinion on it as well. A lot of times that can really help out with that situation too. So guys, 
Those are the five things that you can do right now to spring clean your website out there. I really hope that you will take these ideas, that you will check out the notes at smallbusinesssavvypodcast.com for those plugins and that Google tool that we told you about for mobile friendliness. These are all very important things and it's stuff that you can do, you know, just plunk into your schedule throughout the week and give yourself an hour a day to take a look at these five tips and implement them onto your website. And I can promise you, you will have a better running website. You'll have a fresh new perspective and who knows, maybe it'll even give you just some new energy on things that you enjoy within your business. So thanks guys for staying tuned. If you have any questions or anything that you'd like to hear from us or that we can help you with, be sure to email us at smallbusinesssavvypodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. And until next week, Work hard, work smart. 